Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Ada Y. I am your host, Addison Young, as always and forever. And today I have a different type of episode. We're still doing the Ada Y messages, if you will, the 10 to 15 increments. But today I am joined by a guest. And this is someone you'll probably already know if you've been old to this channel at all. The one who helped me produce the most popular Ada Y episode of them all, Asher Lou. Asher, welcome to the show once again. Hello. It's a pleasure to be here. Asher, did you know that our interview was the most popular AOI episode of them all? Um, I noticed there was an uptick, but I didn't know it was the most popular one, per se. But that was well, pretty cool. It certainly is the most popular. I think it had over 70 views last I looked, not including the audio streams. And it is still gathering in views. And so... Looking at all the statistics, I said, what the heck? Might as well bring him on again and try to boost the show again. And so that's exactly what I did here today. We will see. We will see. Now, this all started because we were talking earlier today. And we were discussing stuff. And we were. I was like, well, you should probably come on the show again. It will be good. And we were talking about different topics. And we narrowed it down to this one. And that is the topics of accidental false idols and i'm calling it accidental false idols because well let me start with this when most people think of idols they think of the moses and the golden calf story ash i'm sure you've heard of this but do you want to try to explain it to our our guests here today um yeah i can go for that so basically there's a story in the bible where moses is called up to the top of the mountain to get the the Ten Commandments from God, and he, I forgot who he puts in charge of the Israelites as he goes up there. I think Joshua was alive at the time, but he basically goes up there. He gets the Ten Commandments. He's like, the Israelites, you guys do your thing. Like, don't do anything stupid while I leave, and he goes up there. He gets the Ten Commandments and comes back down. Next thing you know, they melted all their jewelry and just made a bunch of idols and started worshiping the idols rather than God. And Moses got upset. Yeah, I mean, I would have. That's basically what happened. Moses literally goes up to the mountaintop. And when he goes to the mountaintop, he receives the Ten Commandments from God. And when he comes back down the mountaintop, he was so close to the mere presence of the Almighty God that he, is, he was glowing. He's literally radiant with the light of God. He comes down the mountain to watch these Israelites who were left alone for the equivalency of like what I'm going to call five minutes. I'm sure it was, I think it was weeks, maybe, I don't know, days. I'm not <laughs> too good on my Bible research. Yeah. Basically, he left them alone for five minutes and they looked at each other and were like, man, I know God has been feeding us with manna and stuff. And he's been leading us by a cloud at day and fire at night. But you want to melt down all your own jewelry and make a golden calf. And they went looked at each other. And they went, yeah, let's do that. And so they melted their own jewelry to make this golden calf. Got Moses comes down, sees them doing this, yells at them while raining the gold light. And eventually they get their act back together. But And when you think about false idols in today's age, it's not exactly statues or such like we had in the past. No one is worshiping a golden calf in today's society. I mean, I'm sure there are remote societies all over the world that worship idols such as a golden calf possibly, but... And the first world countries and developed countries such as the United States 
it's normally not statues or such things that we worship. Uh, they're what I would call accidental idols, like I said. And that could be things such as your phone, sports, friends, or any other type of thing that gets between you and your relationship with God. The thing that you prioritize more over your relationship with God and more over growing closer to him. And this leads me to a verse I found on the topic. First John chapter 5, verse 21, little children, keep yourselves from idols. And I kind of like that this verse seems condescending in a way. It literally calls us, the humans of earth, little children. Because think about the Israelites in that last story. They're left alone for like five minutes, and Moses comes back to find them worshiping a golden calf. I mean, they were left unsupervised for just a little bit of time. Think about yourself when left unsupervised for just a little bit of time. What kind of stupid things do you find yourself into? And I like that it calls us little children. Keep yourselves from idol. It's very direct, like you would, like I would when I'm talking to my. I have little cousins. You got to be very direct with them. Don't touch that. Keep yourselves from idols. Ash, do you have anything to say on this? I mean, you basically said what I was just thinking. Just anything that we prioritize over God, for the most part, is basically just an idol, and it. It's not even usually intentional. Like when I put like running, for example, over God, it's not that I dislike God or I want to be far away from God, but I just have like a natural tendency to lean towards that. And I don't really know why that is. I think it's just human nature, but that's how it is for me personally. It definitely could be tied to human desire. It's the desires of our heart usually that create the biggest idols and challenges between us and God. The desire to have more. All right, you brought up running. You brought up your sport. It's the desire to become the best at that that can separate you from God. I had a problem this summer. I wasn't able to record as much as I wanted to, which limited my relationship with God because I had to work all the time. I took on full-time hours at my job. And that made it hard for me to maintain my relationship with God because my time and priorities were elsewhere. It's up to me to be able to find that time, that quiet time with God, and be able to allow my relationship with him to grow. But you have to be able to do that yourself. You have to keep these other things from becoming your idols. And that leads me into these next two verses, which Ash gave me on his own. So I'm going to really give him the floor on these. But the first one, starting with Jonah chapter 2, verse 8. So... With Jonah chapter 2, verse 8, basically says, those who cling to worthless idols turn away from God's love for them. And I mean, it's a really simple verse, but I like when I read that, the main word I focus on specifically is the word worthless. And it just like when I read that for the first time, it made me like take a step back and realize that like at the end of the day, like as much as things in this world may seem important to us, it's essentially worthless. Like, yeah, I really love running and it's a good chunk of my life. But like when I go to heaven, that won't matter. What matters is what I did with that running to glorify God with my abilities and whatever else I was able to do. Um, and that's kind of the main thing I pulled from Jonah chapter two, verse eight. Yeah, I think you brought up a really great point there. Those who cling to the worthless idols, at the end of the day, when you're at the pearly gates or the shiny gates, whatever you want to call them, it's going to come down to what did you do 
to get there? What action did you do on earth? What who, what kind of person were you? I don't feel like God is going to look at Ash and be like, what was your time on the mile? And he's not going to look at me and be like, what was your max squat? Those aren't going to be the questions that God or the angel who's in charge, whatever, is asking us. Actually, it's God. He's the one who judges us. The God, when he's judging us, whether we go through the gates or not, he's not going to ask what mile times you have, how much did you squat? He's going to be like, what would you do? What did you do with the opportunity I gave you on earth? When I gave you that opportunity, what did you do? Did you fall into the trap of worshiping of worshiping these worthless idols? Or did you follow me and try to give the truth to others and try to lead them to the truth? I think Ash brings up a great point there. Um, and for the second verse that I marked down here, um, I had Isaiah chapter 44, verses 9 through 11. And I'll just read through it really quick. All who make idols are nothing, and these things they treasure are worthless. Those who would speak up for them are blind. They are ignorant to their own shame. Who shapes a god and casts an idol, which can profit nothing? People who do that will be put to shame. Such craftsmen are only human beings. Let them all come together and take their stand. They will be brought down to terror and shame. Um... I mean, it's basically saying the same thing as the previous passage. Um, the specific thing that stood out to me on this one was how we make our own idols. And it's never like, I don't know. It's almost like perverting what God has given us is a way that I would kind of look at it. Because God gives you this great gift it could be athletics it could be academics but what i think the devil likes to do with that is he likes to pervert it and make it more about ourselves and like oh what can we do you know and it's not on focused on glorifying god it's more of glorifying ourselves and that's where i think taking things that god has given us and turning it into idols is not necessarily what God wants us to do, but that's kind of the main thing I pulled from that. Yeah, I can totally see where you got that from. That's a great point. I really like the last part of the verse. I didn't get the whole verse copy and pasted because I'm not great at my job, but I did keep most of it. The part that says people who do that will be put to shame. Such craftsmen are only human beings. When you're worshiping God and you're trying to follow God and his divine truth, you're worshiping the guy who created the entire universe Everything we know that exists, he created and made. And when you're worshiping these idols, you're worshiping something that man created. You're worshiping something that wasn't made by a divine hand. That's why the Bible holds such sustenance to us Christians over other books. It was a book that we believe to be written by God himself through man. And when you're worshiping sports or you're getting too caught up in your phone or video games or whatever, you're worshiping something that at the end of the day was created by another human being. And has the same capabilities and limities as you as a human. Sure, they might be really smart in this, and that's why they're able to create it. But at the end of the day, it was just made by human hand. When you could be worshiping the divine God who created everything. And at the end of the day, that's what you got to choose. Ash, what do you have to say about that? Um, I think something else to note in there is... So we're made in the image of God. And so things that we come up with and create, I think, do have the potential to glorify God. But we just pervert it in such a way that it doesn't glorify God and it's, that it's 
and instead glorifies ourselves. And that's, I don't know. Yeah, that's totally the one of the deadly sins, pride. When you take something that you created or achievement that you had and you try to take pro too much pride in it and you make it about you, you're like, this is what I did. I did this on my own. I did this without God. I didn't need his help. That is why it's a deadly sin. It creates the idol of pride between you. It's creating yourself as an idol. It's putting you on a pedestal between God saying, you know what? I did this on my own, so I am better than you and I don't need you. I'm just going to keep on doing me. And that's going to get you success maybe for a little bit. But at the end of the day, you're going to end up crashing and burning really hard. And you're going to have nothing to fall back on. All right. And now to sum this all up, we just finished talking about Isaiah 40, chapter 44, verses 9 through, I'm guessing 12, since I didn't have them all down. Oh, Ash brought up this really good question. I'm going to let him go through it. Ash, what did what was this question you had for me again? Um. So... I think like the first important thing when dissecting a passage like this is because I know, at least for me personally, like when I started running, because for me, that's like my idol. I didn't realize that it was getting in the way of my relationship with God until I took a step back and then realized like all of my like energy and focus is going to this one thing. And like when you actually take a step back and like go into the Bible and read it, you realize like, wow, we should really be having a way bigger focus on God than we should these other things. And I think like the first important question when trying to develop a relationship with God is like, what things or idols are getting in the way of my relationship with God? Yeah, that's a really good point. Trying to talk about what finding the idols within yourself and really just get your phone out. Look at where you're spending the most time on your phone. Then look at your day, try to figure out where you're spending the most time in your day. There's a, I think it's a verse in the Bible uh, or it's just a really good quote. I can't remember off the top of my head. So don't, you know, don't stone me with rocks where I think it goes like where your, where your treasure is, is where your heart is, where you find a man's treasure. That's where you're going to know where he is. So where are you putting your money? And where most importantly to that, where are you putting your time? And when you look at that and you try to find the biggest place where you're putting your time, it's probably where you're going to find those idols in your life. Are you prioritizing work over God? Are you prioritizing fun over God? Are you prioritizing a relationship over God? It's very easy to get in a relationship to prioritize them over your relationship with God. And so when you find those things, that's when you're going to have to really start taking action toward it. The, everything I do on the show is pretty much about individualism. How do you benefit yourself as a person? so that you can be a better example for those around you and then try to lead them to the truth that you have. And with that, my camera just shut off. So I'm now going to have to use the webcam for the rest of this. What are you guys going to do in your own lives to go out and benefit yourself so that you can remove these idols? Maybe it's using, maybe it's deleting that app off your phone or cutting out video games for a day. Whatever you got to do to remove those idols from your life so you can start focusing more on your relationship with God Ash, do you have any ending notes you'd like to share with the audience? Um, I mean, yeah, personally for me, um, I'll just say as soon as I weeded out what the idol was, I noticed a significant change. Because when you rip out the thing that means the most to you in your life, you kind of enter like the state of shock where you realize like, holy crap, like <laughs> now that this is not in my life, like what am I actually like? 
leaning on as a person. And the biggest thing to note is like when we idolize things, they're temporary. But like regardless of what happens in our lives, because things will come and go, but God is always there. So like as soon as you put your identity in Christ, no matter what happens in your life, that identity won't change for you. And you always have something to lean on regardless of what stage in life you are or where you're at. That brings up a great point. It reminds me of when uh, football ended for me. It was suddenly I had this huge void of not just time allocation, but of fun and purpose in my life. You know, I'd spent all this time dedicating myself to perfecting myself at a certain skill. All of a sudden that skill is useless. I never have to use it again in my life. And I try to dwell into this show. I got a job, but it's how do you dwell yourself into your time and how are you trying to benefit yourself and your relationship with God? Maybe it's you take up a few minutes of watching TV. Maybe you just stop with the Netflix for about 10 minutes to make sure you get a devotional in or some meditation time in or just some extra prayer time. Maybe it's taking a break instead of going on your full lunch break, taking a bit of it to go and just read the Bible during your lunch break. Whatever you have to do, Start looking into your own life, try to find your idols, and then fix your actions so that you can become better and get a better relationship with God. And let me tell you, your life will become more fulfilled, it will become more purposeful, and people will start to notice a change in you because your actions and your behaviors will be so different than the norm, and you will really stand out, and you'll be able to make a difference in your community and in society as a whole. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you, Asher Lou, for coming on. Ash, any last ending thoughts Anywhere where the audience can find you, anything to say? Um, I don't know. It was a pleasure to be on here. I, I love talking about stuff like this and just getting to dive into the word with other people. So I was happy to be on here today. And we were happy to have you on. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching another episode of A to Y, and I will see you next time.